from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, October 24th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Wrangling in Libya over what to do with Muammar Gaddafi's body. Next door in Tunisia, an Islamist party claims victory in the Arab Spring's first free election. In Iraq, U.S. troops prepare to come home. American businesses think about going in. This is one of the biggest business opportunities that exists anywhere in the world today. And a French pop band that sings in the language of the Beatles. They invented a language and every pop music band is in a way influenced, whether they like it or not, by the Beatles. BBC News with Marion Marshall. The United States has pulled its ambassador out of Syria because of concerns for his safety. The State Department said that Robert Ford had become the subject of an incitement campaign by the Syrian regime. In response, the Syrian ambassador to Washington has been called back to Damascus for consultations. Here's Kim Gattas in Washington. The State Department's spokesperson, Victoria Nuland, insisted Mr. Ford was not being withdrawn or recalled. She said he would be holding consultations in Washington about the situation in Syria and would return to Damascus. She said the Syrian authorities would then be responsible for his protection and she called for an end to a campaign of incitement against Mr. Ford in Syrian state media. The Syrian ambassador to the U.S., Ahmad Mustafa, has now also left Washington. The Syrian embassy said he was going home temporarily for consultations. In response to international concern, the head of Libya's National Transitional Council, Mustafa Abdul Jalil, has announced an inquiry into the death of Muammar Gaddafi, who was apparently shot after his capture four days ago. Libyan officials say there will be no more public viewings of Colonel Gaddafi's body, which has been on display in Misrata. Our correspondent, Gabriel Gatehouse, reports from Misrata. This grisly public spectacle seems now to have come to a reluctant end as the doors closed on the refrigerated meat container where Colonel Gaddafi's corpse has been on display. The man apparently in charge said he had orders not to let any more spectators in. But the question of when and where to bury the body of the former dictator remains undecided. The precise circumstances of his death are also still not clear. The interim authorities say they'll conduct an investigation. Emergency teams in eastern Turkey are working by floodlight to find more survivors of Sunday's earthquake as temperatures plummet to below zero. At least 260 people were killed in the quake, more than a 1,000 were injured, and hundreds of others are missing in the town of Erjish and the city of Van. Earlier on Monday, five people were pulled alive from the rubble. But standing in front of one collapsed apartment block, this man said his neighbourhood received no help from the authorities. <laughs> Look at this building. This was a tall family building and no one came out alive. It was shaking and now the building is just flat. You can see the state of it. And even after 24 hours, there is no rescue team around. I'm asking the government, I'm asking the rescue teams to come and help us soon. They've got to help us now. The South African president, Jacob Zuma, has taken action against three top officials following investigations into allegations of corruption. The Minister for Local Government, Skelo Shikeka, and the Public Works Minister, Gwen Malangun Kabinde, were sacked, while the National Police Commissioner, Beki Taley, was suspended. A government-sanctioned report named Ms Malangun Kabinde and Ms Taley over suspected illegal property deals. World News from the BBC. 
Tunisia's moderate Islamist party, Ennahda, has claimed victory in the country's first democratic elections and pledged to create a multi-party secular democracy. Official results are due on Tuesday. However, early indications are that Ennahda has won most votes in the poll for an assembly that will draft a new constitution and appoint an interim president, but it will not have a majority. Its main challenger, the secular centre-left PDP party, has admitted defeat. There's been another grenade attack in the Kenyan capital, Nairobi. Police say one person was killed in the blast at a bus stop in the centre of the city and several others injured. The attack came less than a day after a grenade was thrown into a Nairobi bar, injuring 13 people. It's not known who was behind the blasts, but suspicion has fallen on the Somali militant group Al-Shabaab following Kenya's military intervention in Somalia. However, police earlier said they had no evidence of Al-Shabaab involvement.